Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Live from Smitty1.com Studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Take a lap. What is going on? Good people, you're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I am your man, Smitty. And today we're breaking down all of the news that might be sitting on news wires right now. Talking more about Jerry Judy. Talking more about the NFL schedule. Talking about James Cook, the man you see right on screen right here. Does James Cook present an opportunity to have sleeper breakout potential in this Buffalo Bills system? Or is he fool's gold? Is he a trap? Is he the next Alvin Kamara? Let's debate that today. Does he have the potential to become something special? Of course he does. Anybody in the NFL can climb up the ranks. We've seen it before. Was Arian Foster really the best player in the NFL? Was he really a top two or three running back skill set wise when he came out and busted out onto the scene? Some of you were in your diapers back then. But the answer to that question is no, he wasn't. He was in a system, a a mix of good talent, not amazing talent, good talent with amazing situation made him an amazing running back. So James Cook is in an amazing situation. Will they give him volume? We don't know. We don't know. There is a good chance they, they do a rotation all year. There's a good chance that James Cook never gets unleashed. There was a, there was a similar chance that Alvin Kamara would have never been trusted as an every down back because so many people, not your boy Smitty, Ziggy off. Not your boy Smitty. Ziggy off. He's the worst assistant in the world. Not your boy Smitty. Your boy Smitty had Alvin Kamara pegged as a top five overall player in 20 or 20. In his rookie season. And, and and a lot of people doubted Alvin Kamara. They said, no, he's too small. He's a scat back. He can never be an every down back. So I, I don't think that you can take Cook's stature and say Cook can't be this. He can't be that. The problem is, unlike in New Orleans where Peyton loved him, he was well thought of by the coaching staff. Um this situation in Buffalo, it appears so far that they view him as a a change of pace back. The exact quote that has been used already coming from the organization is that he's a sub back, a sub sub back. He's, He's not a primary every down running back. However, can he prove his own coaching staff and organization wrong? Absolutely. But It's very different to start off with, okay, everybody else doubts Kamara, but his coach and his coach drafted him. Guess what? He's going to get opportunity. Is Cook going to get the same opportunity Dalvin Cook or that uh, uh, Alvin Kamara got? Is James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother, going to get the same opportunity that Alvin Kamara had? I don't know the answer to that. I can't say no, but I don't think he's as talented as his brother Dalvin. 
Um, I could be wrong on that, or maybe not even wrong. Maybe he develops into a player that is better than his brother because not everybody has it that it factor yet. You know, they have a little bit of it. You you can sense it. Maybe a coach sees it, and the coach says, I could get the most out of this kid. I could turn him into that. Maybe. You can't rule that out. You can't say that James Cook cannot become an elite player. But it is... The odds are against him because I don't feel like the skill set's there yet, and he could improve upon that. I just mentioned that. I don't think the coaching staff believes he's an every-down back. That could also develop. I'm not saying that can't. But those are two very big problems to have right out of the gate. I'm going to say that this kid doesn't have every-down running back in front of him right now. Doesn't mean it can't change. It doesn't mean I don't love him in redraft at a very, very low range. There's certainly an opportunity for him. He's just got to carve it out and take advantage of it. He The, the reason I even bring him up uh, at the top of the show is that he signed um, his four-year contract with the, the Buffalo Bills. And right here it says, while Brandon Bean said they view Cook as a sub-back. So it was Brandon Bean that said it. There's still plenty of upside here. Devin Singletary will be penciled in for a big share of the carries, but uh, Breda is gone and Zach Moss could be on the outs. Duke Johnson was the only signed free agent, and he also has, is a sub back in uh, Bean's minds here. So uh, it's it's basically a guessing game at this point, and I think you could say, oh, yeah, he's going to climb up the ranks. He's going to show his talent. He's going to be elusive. He's going to find a way to get on the field. Singletary won't stay healthy. Look, opportunity alone could open up for him, and Cook could take it and run with it. So that's why I say I like him in redraft. If he's sitting there and you're looking at him in like the eight-round range, nine-round range, I'm telling you, I would take a chance on Cook especially in PPR, in the 7, 8, 9 round range and redraft. He's right there with Madison. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Madison's a bigger upside win a league player, but I'm saying he's right there in that group of, okay, the starters are gone. Some people are going to keep picking off wide receivers, wide receiver threes and fours, not your boy Smitty. When people are scooping up wide receiver three and fours and grabbing, uh, you know, backup tight ends and, and still going after other running backs that may have a better uh, uh, initial, like on its face, grasp of a, of a bunch of carries. Not your boy Smitty. Your, your boy Smitty's going after home run hitters. Alexander Madison. I'm going after players that can win a league. Uh, uh, Davis Price from San Francisco. I'm scooping up all these guys that have that Eli Mitchell feel. And 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 James Cook has it. He has it. I'm. This is a weird, confusing little take, I think. I, I think I'm giving off a vibe of Smitty likes me, doesn't like him. I don't even know what Smitty's saying. Because... I don't know that I feel he can become very easily this this every down back. But it depends on where you can get him. 
I'll scoop him up all day in case an injury happens. Because Singletary is not the 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 definition of a guy that can handle the workload all season long. I think he can break down and Cook might just get shoved in and let's see what he has. Uh, 2020 Cook bros gonna be like 2021 Diggs bros. Okay, okay. Johnny likes him. Johnny likes him. I don't, I don't, I don't hate this take if, if someone says, hey, I'm thinking he emerges anyway. There's nothing wrong with that. If you say Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother, if you say James Cook becomes a top 12 running back in 2022, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you take a lap. That could happen. Singletary goes down. Uh, Duke Johnson, whoever is the other running back is hurt and Cook's the only guy. It could happen and it could happen quick. He's talented. He's really talented. I do think he needs to put on some weight. I think, yeah, Alvin Kamara was smaller coming out uh, stature-wise. Like, he still weighs actually a lot, but people looked at Kamara as a small guy. I think Cook, the way he runs between the tackles, he does need to add weight. It's a little different than Alvin Kamara, where Alvin Kamara can survive. His weight's actually ideal for his size. And what he does and how he... How he navigates as a wide receiver and running back. Cook is a little different. Cook is more of a, uh, you know, he can catch and do all those things too. But he's more of a running back uh, between the tackles guy than Alvin, in my opinion. So he's going to need that extra weight. Uh, but but I'm not I'm not ex- I'm not expecting anything. I'm scooping him up late or not at all. But I will grab him late. Uh, they're all kind of sub backs, whatever that is, says Mister B. Uh, Bruce is in the the Bruce is in the chat, and the Bruce says James Cook finishes higher than Dalvin Cook. I mean that could happen based on injury. I'm avoiding Dalvin Cook in 2022 because I feel like his injuries are finally going to get the best of him. Cook equals Trey Lance from last year, um, meaning that you think he's the guy, but they don't ever give him a shot. Is that what you're saying, Michael K. CPA, who by the way is the top super chatter of? the year so far in a single live stream with $199. If anybody wants to bump him off, your name will remain at the top of almost every live stream when I remember to activate it. Michael K, CPA, you were at the top, young man, and you continue to reign as the single live stream super chat champion. So if anybody would like to knock him off, he's welcoming the opportunity to get knocked off. So drop that super chat and get a hold of every your name at the top of every live stream. Until someone knocks you off. Uh, how about compared to Eckler? Who? Cook? No. Eckler's special. Eckler's like a... You can't really compare anybody to Eckler. I like Cook. Cook's more comparable to a, a run-more version of Alvin Kamara. Um, Rashad White is a, a more of a version of Eckler and Kamara, in my opinion. He's 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 definitely that wide, that wide receiver dominant wide receiver running back Rashad White is the guy that I want I'll take Rashad White over James Cook all day long Rashad White is my dark horse of all the running backs in the draft class this includes Walker and Brees Hall Rashad White is the guy that if trusted if given the carries the workload the receptions can thrive beyond expectation of even me, of anyone. This kid has Alvin Kamara 2.0 written all over him. Not the Walmart version of Alvin Kamara. This is the real deal. This is the 2.0 version. Maybe the improved version. You heard me right. 
Your boy called Alvin Kamara. I have a little authority to tell you when I see the next Alvin Kamara. I think I've earned a little bit of leeway there. I will say Rashad White can be as good, if not even a touch better than Alvin Kamara, if he's leaned on. I can't control if a team's going to lean on him. I think Tampa Bay's a very good landing spot because Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette continuously disappoints throughout his career. Granted, he's been very good lately. They did sign him. They brought him in as a starter. But drafting Rashad White, a pass-catching back, a guy that can pull in the football, uh, uh, something that Tom Brady specifically wants is why they brought Giovanni Bernard in last year, and that didn't work out to an extreme degree. But I think that this kid, Rashad White, is exactly what Tom Brady wants. He's got to learn pass protection. We know that. That's that's a given. He needs to learn pass protection specifically to the Bucs. That's another given. But once he learns that, he's a smart kid. Rashad White becomes a baller. And I want him in every single league I can scoop him up in. I want Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, and Rashad White. I love all three running backs. And no, I don't love all running backs. I don't love all rookies. That's why I'm not as high on James Cook as maybe some of you are. And I'm still scooping him up, though, because I love grabbing late running backs. It's just uh, it's a great it's a great way to win your league because if you land the player, you're in the money. This 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 signing right here triggers a, a little bit more concern for Mike Thomas. Is Mike Thomas ready? Um, Jarvis Landry set to sign with the Saints um, if it hasn't already been inked right now. Landry coming in is that does that is that just a, a bench move? Is that just a backup move, or is this a sign that Mike Thomas might not be ready for Week One? All of you Mike Thomas believers, and you're loud out there. You are loud. You say things like, "Smitty, you're going to be sorry. He's going to be the number one." Um, this and that, and, and no, Swaggy. I'm not saying Mike Thomas is anything to 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 write home about. I'm not saying to grab him. He's not fantasy relevant at all. So know that I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that this could be a sign that Mike Thomas isn't fully ready. And we already know he's not. There's obstacles. A report came out saying there's obstacles in his way. He's still not ready to go. What did your boy Smitty say over and over and over all offseason long? And hit that like button on your way in the door. Um, uh, Jerry Judy, that like button. Hit that like button. Smash it. Pulverize it. Help your boy Smitty. And drop a, a live comment, if you will. Um, what do your boy tell you about? What do your boy Smitty tell you about Mike Thomas? No news is not good news. Not hearing from Mike Thomas camp, not hearing from Mike Thomas is bad news. It's a bad sign because it's the exact formula that 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 ended up unveiling its ugly, uh, rearing its ugly head last time, last offseason, this time last offseason where. We got horrible news that Mike Thomas didn't even have surgery yet. And then he had to have surgery. And then he had a complication. Mike Thomas never, ever uh, uh, bounced back at all. And we haven't seen him bounce back in quite some time. This is this is not something that's, that's you know, like a one-off, one-year type of thing. Mike Thomas has to prove to us he can come back before we believe in him at all. Where would I take Mike Thomas? I suppose I would say... 10th round feels really good. Like, would I take a chance on Mike Thomas in round 10? Yeah. But even when I do that, I'm telling you that there's a 50% chance in my mind we're completely disappointed, wasted a 10th rounder, could have grabbed another reach of a running back, like a, 
a Davis Price. I like in the end. Are you better grabbing Davis Price, or are you better grabbing Mike Thomas? You know, like I have a feeling that people that grab Mike Thomas in round ten, and I grabbed him in ten in a recent draft, and it didn't feel awful because the players around that range were okay. But are you better off grabbing a Davis Price, the backup running back, the the new Eli Mitchell in San Francisco? Or you better you better grab an MT. I, I, I it, that's where MT's value is. Round ten. If you tell me you're taking MT in round six, like some of you have in some of my live streams, and I've sent you, I've sent you all on lap after lap. But some of you have come in here and go, he's going to be a wide receiver one. Get ready, Mike Thomas is going to be the wide receiver one. The Bruce says MT probably getting traded. He's not getting traded when he's not healthy. He wouldn't pass a physical. He went past the physical. Mike Thomas ain't going anywhere. No one wants Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas is injury prone. The Bruce. Who knows? But Mike Thomas in round 10. Sure. Sure. Potentially wide receiver one. Potentially wide receiver one, Brian. Or a wide receiver one. Because, Brian, if you tell me he's potentially the number one overall wide receiver. I hope you mean just a potential low-end wide receiver one somehow, which Brian probably is not happening in and of itself. But if you're saying potentially wide receiver one, wide receiver one, explain yourself, Brian. Explain yourself, bro. So round 10, sure. Anything before that, I mean, maybe round nine, you were absolutely, absolutely running the risk of major disappointment and you're passing on an Alexander Madison if you're doing it like in round eight or seven. You're passing on a Davis Price. You're passing on a Rashad White. Rashad White goes around seven and eight and nine. If you take Mike Thomas over Rashad White, you're out of your mind. That is completely... Just been Smitty disapproved. Cook to small juice. Good NFL prospect, but bad fantasy football, says Andrew. Andrew's talking to Morse code. Um, I'm going to say that uh, Landry's a nothing burger, though. I don't want anybody to take that Landry signing as me endorsing that you take Landry in fantasy football. I'm saying it's a sign that maybe they're worried about their wide receiver room. Maybe we hear something coming down the way that that he's that he's that he's banged up more than we think, or he's not going to be close to healthy. Wide receiver one, not the wide receiver one. Well, the way you worded that, Brian. Let me let me get the instant replay out. Instant replay. MT round ten is a steal. Potentially wide receiver one. Brian, that's how it reads, bro. You're not saying he's a he's a wide receiver one. You said potentially wide receiver one. Just saying how it reads. That's why you took a lap. But laps are healthy. Laps are healthy, bro. MT not even the best wide receiver on his team anymore. Probably that's probably true now because Olave is there. MT MT MT's not. He's never going to return to an elite wide receiver. He's not. I don't want any Saints player. Says Silver. <laughs> Okay, next piece of news. First of all, guys, you want to be a part of 
one of the best, the biggest best ball mania uh, tournaments uh, ever. $10 million in prizes. Get on over to smitty1.com and click on this underdog fantasy banner. Or if you go to underdog, enter promo code smitty. Get a free 10-minute phone call from me. And I'll give you access to my video courses all year long. All you have to do is go to smitty1.com and click on the underdog fantasy banner or use promo code smitty to get all those perks. But go play this. Look at this. $10 million in prizes. $25 entry. Why would you not want to have one of these entries lingering all year? Why would you not want to jump in? $10 million in prizes. $2 million to first. $1 million to second. And $1 million uh, to the regular season champion. All you have to do is enter a $25 entry by going to smitty1.com, clicking on the underdog fantasy banner that you see uh, right in front of your face when you get to smitty1.com. Um, and I can even drop the link in the chat here. But why would you not want to play in this tournament? Why would you not? So go to, let me put this in the chat. It's HTTPS colon slash slash smitty1.com slash underdog underdog in the chat. I pinned the link. Go do it. Do it live. Check it out. And uh want bold year round whoops. rankings. It's time. No, it's not time to, to mock, mock draft. draft. It's not time to mock draft. It's not time to mock draft. God, I hate when I hit that button on accent. You guys go crazy. You're like, it's mock draft time. <laughs> it's ready. It's ready. It's mock draft time. <laughs> no take backs. No take backs, me. You hit the button. Uh underdog smitty1.com slash underdog. Let me click on the link, make sure the link works. It's pinned in the chat. Go. Go play Underdog Fantasy. There it is. It works fine. $25 entry. Get your phone call. Play Underdog. Okay, that's out of the way. Jerry Judy. Let's talk about Jerry Judy real quick. I I don't have any concrete information that he's not getting suspended, but my guess is that he does not get suspended. It's mock draft time! He's a mock draft! No take backs! No take backs, Smitty! <laughs> you guys are mock draft nuts, man. Um... I don't think Jerry Judy gets suspended. I don't think he gets suspended. Number one, did you guys hear the full details of this story? In Colorado, there's a weird law about taking someone's possessions and becoming an inconvenience to said person. If I take your soda bottle and I take it from you and I inconvenience your property, I'm subject to getting arrested. In Colorado, don't take someone's soda bottle. Don't take their The Fantasy Football Show pen. Don't take anybody's items and lock them in your car, even if they have your items, which is strange to me because according to this report, Jerry Judy's ex had his cell phone, one of his cell phones he wanted back. Apparently, maybe it was in her name, so technically it was her property too. But she had one of his cell phones, his second cell phone, wouldn't give it back to him. So he locked his car. In the car was a car seat. It was baby formula at first in the first report, but then no baby formula is not talked about. It was a car seat, paperwork, and and the ex's wallet, which I could see like, hey, give me my wallet. No, I'm locking in the car. I could see that as a problem. 
Like, I know that's a problem. That's not a great thing. Like, you could technically say if someone took my wallet out of my pocket, put it in a car and locked it, I'd probably call the police too if I didn't, uh, if I didn't want to, you know, take care of it myself. But so it, it, it's a problem. But was she in the car beforehand? Like, how did that, how did that wallet get in the car? You know what I mean? Like, did he just lock his own car? And he's like, I'm not unlocking it. Like the police showed up. The police should have handled this in a, in a civil manner and not arrested Jerry Judy because he inconvenienced her property. That's what it is. It's an inconvenience of property called tampering of personal property. And even other attorneys outside of Colorado had never heard of it before. Attorneys everywhere doing radio shows, interviews. Attorneys everywhere said, I never even heard it. I got tripped up on this language of tampering with personal property with an escalator of domestic uh, dis- dispute. And the reason the domestic part got thrown in is because it had to do with uh, like there's the child items involved and stuff. And that becomes a domestic issue or because there is, I think because there are a couple in the domestic, uh, the domestic part comes into play because the police were called at all. Um, there was no domestic abuse or physical violence of any kind. So this sounds like a real bad way that the police have handled it and the laws are written in Colorado. So just to kind of hammer home that home that I don't think anything happens to Judy his ex, as soon as the police got there, were she was practically begging them to not arrest him. She called once he was arrested, please drop the charges and let him go. She didn't want it to go this far, but because the police had probable cause that he did inconvenience her property, they had to take him into the letter of the law, which is a stupid letter of the law. It's in Colorado. It's absolutely asinine. And they took this guy, Jerry Judy, and they booked him. They put him in jail. No bond. He's currently out now on bond. Um, but I don't know that the NFL is going to be like, you shouldn't have inconvenienced that car seat. How dare you? I, I think there's a real strong possibility nothing happens. Maybe a fine, potentially, for just being involved in this. Um, if, if there is a suspension at all, it's going to be like a one or two game suspension. But I don't even think it goes that far. So Jerry Judy season, Jerry Judy season is back on. You know, it's back, baby. Jerry Judy season is back. Smitty, Smitty, you're not hearing me. I don't know a lot about fantasy football. I know everything about fantasy football. You know, it's Judy season. Let people freak out. Let people freak out. You know what? You and I will go trade for Jerry Judy. How about that? Let's show people we're not scared of of this tampering uh, little episode. This temper tampering episode. Not me. Not me. Um, So, looks like he's back. Let's hit the voicemails. Let's hit the voicemails. Friday, everything is going well, and hope everyone in the chat is doing well. Uh, with the signing of Jarvis Landry to the New Orleans Saints, uh, what's his look for 2022 going to be? Is he all but washed up, or does he have any fantasy value in 2022? Thanks, Bob. Who's Jarvis Landry? Is my question, Tariq. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. Hey, Schmidt, it's Daniel minor news that just kind of dropped but still curious your opinion on it 
Brian Edwards was traded from the Raiders to the Falcons, and I ended up picking him up, picking him up off waivers in my dynasty league. I know it's not the biggest move in the world, but just give me your thoughts on what you think about the situation, and then maybe his value long term in dynasty formats. Yeah, I mean, I like Brian Edwards, but I don't. He hasn't really. He's had an opportunity. He didn't really deliver. Um, would I scoop him up in a league where like there's literally trash wide receivers on the waiver wire on on the waiver wire? It's deep leagues. Yeah, I wouldn't probably cut him, and I'd probably grab him. Like if we're talking like trash. Um, would I take him in a regular redraft league? No, not yet, not yet. Happy weekend, Smitty. Happy weekend. Just a quick one today. Kate. Would you trade for Jerry Judy and AJ Brown and give up? Just Nick Chubb. Jerry, Judy, and A.J. Brown for just Nick Chubb. Uh, In a redraft league, maybe. In a dynasty, no. Redraft league, I'd probably take... That's tough. I mean, it depends if you need a running back. It it depends if you need a running back. It's all dependent on what you need. But if it's dynasty, no way. Nick Chubb has got one year left in my mind. I'm not going near him in dynasty. I'd rather have A.J. Brown and Judy in Dynasty and Redraft. Give me Chubb. Barely. Hey, Smitty, here's a quick one. Should I trade that 2.05 rookie pick in that other trade that I got? Should I turn that into Jerry Judy? 2.5? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you, a lot of people freak out on Judy, bro. Judy may... Okay, here's the thing. Judy may have nothing even happened to him. Like, this. this is why people are so fickle. And, and so interesting. That's why I got a psychology degree. Because I found it so interesting. One time. This is what happened. I'm going to show you guys a picture. That a guy drew for me. This is why I got a, a, a degree in psychology. Okay, you ready? I was at a bar. I was at a bar. I was, I was 19 years old, I think. And I was looking at a, a dude. And he was just staring at me. And, and I said, can I, can I help you? <laughs> the dude's like... I'm, can I draw you? And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sitting there with my drink. Okay. This is 19 year old Smitty. Don't ask me why I was 19 and in a bar. I'm not going to answer that question. I'm in there <laughs> and I'm looking at him and I'm sitting there and, you know, sophomore in college, you can know why I'm in a bar, right? Sophomore in college. You're always in a bar as a sophomore in college. Dude goes like this. This is perfect music for it. Dude draws me for 10 straight minutes. 10 straight minutes. This dude drew me. For 10 straight minutes. I was sitting there like, do I pose? Do I hold my drink? What if I hold my drink during part of the sketch and I set the drink down during the other part of the sketch? You know what I mean? Like I was like, or I was worried about like, was I in the right light? Did I need to look at him? This thing was going to be an, a masterpiece, a masterpiece. The dude was looking at me for 10 minutes drawing. And then he, he says, are you ready? And he hands me the piece of paper. And it looks exactly like this. 10 minutes. He drew it. I swear to you. I'm not joking. This is exactly how this played out. And I literally... I literally said to myself, I want to study psychology. <laughs> I pinned that drawing up on my board. I, I had it till about five to six years ago and I lost it in, in a move. I pinned it up on a board and it, it drove me to become 
uh, a psychology major in college under my undergrad. I ended up getting a master's in something else and I never used psychology. But that guy convinced me to be a psychology major. I was so blown away by how this dude in his own mind saw, saw that he could draw me. And he spent 10 minutes, wasted 10 minutes of my time sketching me. And it was literally a police sketch, or a, a police sketch, I'll read it, please. It was, a, it was literally a stick figure. It had no depth to it at all. It was a head, a line, a line. There was no curvature, nothing. This dude sat there for 10 minutes drawing that. Why did I even bring that up? Uh, What was the question? It was from the Bruce. Hey, Smitty, here's a quick one. Should I trade that 2.05 rookie? Oh, people are fickle. People are fickle. That's what I was saying. People are interesting. Why I got into psychology in the beginning of all of this and why I love bringing it into my show. Right now, I'm telling you right now, Jerry Judy, maybe he's got a, a game suspension. Maybe not. Maybe a two-game suspension. Probably not. Maybe no suspension at all. But now that he's been tainted, everybody sees Jerry Judy as a problem. Everybody already feels like Jerry Judy fell flat on his face. He had a bust year. Jerry Judy busted already. He busted already. Attention. Jerry Judy has already busted. Everyone already has a tainted expression. There, there's another thing in psychology where you turn. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can give you an example. You turn this page, right? And they show a guy. He looks like a normal guy. It says this guy was convicted of armed robbery. This guy. Uh, abuse this person, that person, this person, that person. Then you turn the page and it says, just kidding, he didn't. He actually is a stand-up guy. He donates to charity. He does this and that. What do you see when you look at the guy and it shows the guy again? You can't shake the first things that you heard about him. You can't look at him as a person that donated to charity. You're still judging this guy because of what you heard on the first page. You can't let it go. It's the same concept. Jerry Judy is now tainted in everyone's mind. And here the Bruce can get him for a a mid-second round pick when beforehand he probably would have cost you a late first round pick or been way over. This guy could be a wide receiver one in fantasy. Jerry Judy could be a wide receiver one in fantasy. Yet we're all looking at him in a different light now because he was arrested. And he was arrested for some bogus Colorado law of taking someone's property and inconveniencing it. So, my point is, go get that first, go get that Jerry Judy value, bro. The Bruce. Also, do you think there's something wrong, more wrong with Michael Thomas because they signed Jarvis Landry? What do you think is going on? I already addressed that. Appreciate you. Oh, I forgot to ask. Miss Robeson wants to know, what's a good TV series to watch on Netflix? Good TV series? Last Kingdom. You tell Miss Robeson, you tell your mom, the Bruce, to watch Last Kingdom. It's it's like a Vikings warrior type of series where it's it's unbelievable. It's about a Dane that wants to take back his glory, you know, his family's inheritance of, of of running this like town and he's got to go through all this to try and do it it is a phenomenal phenomenal series second is Ozark Kenny Ozark you tell her she needs to watch Last Kingdom 
and Ozark side by side and decide which one's better and watch both of them, but watch both of them, bro. Watch both of them. Back on that trade from earlier, would you still give up Nick Chubb for Jerry Judy and A.J. Dillon? Or if it's not A.J. Dillon, then maybe Mike Evans? And this is the Dynasty League, too. A.J. Dillon. Did I say A.J. Dillon? Or was it A.J. Brown earlier? I thought he said A.J. Brown earlier. Hold on. Back on the trade from earlier, would you still give up Nick Chubb for Jerry Judy and A.J. Dillon? Did you say A.J. Dillon or... Or AJ Brown. And this is the Dynasty League too. Okay, so Dynasty League, I'd rather have. I'd rather have Chubb because he can win now. I thought it was AJ Brown, um, but I think I said AJ Brown, so you probably knew I was mistaken. I would say <sighs> Squid Game was good. I don't think it was trash. I like Squid Game. Squid Games. I'd probably say like like Chubb's better value right now, but and Mike Evans is older. AJ Dillon's got future. Jerry Judy, I like a lot. I'd say Chubb, but I would try. I'd try and look to trade him. Like if you can't trade him, don't sell low. But Chubb's gonna have a baller year. That's tough, man. Judy and Dillon's of decent value. It's not bad if you did that trade, but I, I tend to think that Chubb you could get a ton for, especially like like mid season. He's gonna be going nuts. I, that's a tough one. It's a close call, bro. It's a very close call. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, man, I was thinking about another league we're drafting over Don't here. swear, Silver. Oh, boy, that's got Najee Harris. He likes mixing. So I was thinking about turning my mixing into Najee. What should I give with that? You know what I mean? What's too much to give for that? Thank you for not swearing. Um, I would say mixing for Najee, you're going to have to give up like a third round, fourth round player. You know, you're going to have to give up a... A, I mean, I'd give up any second-round pick. I To get to turn Mixon into Najee, I'd probably give a first-round pick because Mixon's got one year left, in my opinion. I think Mixon could even have a banged-up year, but he could have one year left. I don't think he's got multiple years left. I would give up a future first. I would give up a wide receiver or a backup quarterback if this person doesn't have a strong quarterback. Um, you're going to have to give me some, some, some details on that. Yeah, he was wanting uh, Dak Prescott, and I got Dak as my backup, so I could probably go Dak and Mixon. I didn't offer Dak and Mixon. I can tell uh, the future. Third rounder, rookie pick next year, and he didn't go for that. I mean, do you think the first or second rounder with that's too much? What do you think? Uh, giving up Dak, if it's a one QB league, right? I'm assuming it's a one QB league. If it's a two QB league, Dak alone could get you that upgrade, and that would be even questionable to do. In a one QB league. Dak and a second rounder with Mixon, try that. Would I give up Dak a first rounder and Mixon? And you don't need Dak? And your your pick's going to be late? I probably do do that for Najee. I think Najee's that good. It's a real tough... Peaky Blinders is good, Omar. Uh, it, it It's a real tough trade to make. Like, it's not easy, but I think I probably do it. You know what I mean? What time do you think the Cup League is going to start? I'm ready to kick some ass. Don't swear! Don't swear! Caden, we got advertisers, man. Um, June 1st. It starts June 1st, Caden. Take two laps for the entire situation. June 1st, it's going to last two months long. There's an hour timer. It's off at midnight to 6 a.m. 
You got to pre-rank because not everybody, like you could be on deck at midnight and then go to bed and, and not get up between 6 and 7. Like the person drafts, like let's say at 3 a.m., you could still draft, you know, when the timer's off. And you're on the clock and the timer starts right at 6 a.m. and you time out at 7 a.m. You got to pre-rank. You got to pre-rank. A lot of people are going to time out. A lot of people are going to time out. <sighs> Caden. All right. Hey, Smitty. So with the possible discipline coming to Jerry Judy for whatever reason, um, if and when something like that happens, no. do you see KJ Hamler possibly getting a bump up in value because of that? Love the show, brother. Appreciate you, Corey. Um, as you've probably seen, we don't think that Jerry Judy's getting any suspension. If he does, KJ Hamler, ACL recovery, like him a lot. Super talented, but will he be fully ready in week one if this is a short one game or two game suspension or no suspension then Hamler doesn't have that opportunity to really grasp anything but I do like him I do like him I think by the midseason he could be the wide receiver three and he's good enough let me say he's good enough to be the number one overall wide receiver in Denver it's a longer shot I'm just saying he's got the talent he's got to stay healthy he's got to become Russell Wilson's favorite guy but he's like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, all three of those guys could be the number one on the team. Know that. So so just kind of you know draft accordingly where you can get those guys in value. Uh, now it's time to go to the phone lines. So call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Down 602 in NFL. Call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Hit me with your questions. And if you got any more voice messages, guys, drop them like it's hot in the voicemail chats. Let's go. Let's go. And if you want to leave a a voice message and you're not in the voicemail groups, I still check my IG uh, messages to, to, to answer them. So, um... Bye weeks. We got to talk about bye weeks. Here's Caden. Caden's got a couple more, I think. What time do you think the cup league is going to start? I'm ready to kick some ass. Ah! You were right about my trade. Initially, it was AJ Brown, but I didn't feel like he would give up Judy and AJ Brown for Chubb. So I was also trying to think about because he has AJ Dillon and he has Mike Evans. I was trying to figure it out. I could have swore you said AJ Brown the first time. Yeah. Yeah, AJ Dillon and Judy aren't enough. What's the word on James Cook? James, go watch the the show. I can't re I can't James, we're not here just the world doesn't circle around you, James. Okay? Just cuz James Cook and James Stark, you guys have the same first name. The world doesn't revolve around you. We can't replay the entire show for you, James. The gist of it is that he signed a 4-year deal. He's being called a sub back. We don't know if he can be the guy, but he could be the guy, but he's got a lot of uphill climbing to do. But He's worth a late grab, not probably er- worth an early grab. Jimmy G or over Tua? No, Tua over Jimmy G. Jimmy G is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Looks like uh, McAfee with a pencil. I don't know what you're talking about, Bruce. Uh, dial into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Appreciate you, James Stark, by the way. 
Smitty, been wondering, don't have a second to phone in. Can you rank your top 10 tight ends? I'm probably not going to go through the top 10, bro, but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you I'll tell you that, that it's probably going to be Kelsey. It's going to be probably Andrews and then Kyle Pitts for me. And then you've got this this group of guys that, that fall later in most people's minds that I love to go acquire, like um, like Friermuth, like Dawson Knox, like Dalton Schultz, even above those two guys, like Albert O, probably below all those guys, but a lot of upside. Uh, Darren Waller above all of those guys, not not the not the Pitts and Kelsey, but Darren Waller in like the fifth round, like late fifth round, sometimes early sixth round. Why not? Why not? It's, it's win a league material, Darren Waller there. So I, I, I would say that. Um, where's, uh, where's the question I saw? Josh Allen is a huge part of that run game. I wouldn't be too high on the Bills running back. Well, here's the thing, Mr. B. The final uh, six games of the season, Singletary ran for nine touchdowns, or scored nine touchdowns, ran for eight of them. Had a couple hundred-yard games. They absolutely balled on the ground and used, and was consistent from week 15, 16, 17, 18, all the way through the playoffs. The last six played games for the Buffalo Bills, including the playoffs on back to week 15. Nine total touchdowns by the running back Singletary alone in those six games. So there was an opportunity. Had they drafted a running back like Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker, that would have proved to me that they were going to continue on that, that streak of running the ball and keeping a balanced attack. Um, but I, I think the drafting of Cook makes me feel like they're more apt to rotate, but Cook could could grab a hold of the job and be the only healthy running back in a scenario like that. Cook could take off. So it's kind of all up to Cook if the opportunity presents itself. But I can say pretty comfortably right now, based on the comments by Bean and everybody involved there, that they don't see him as the starter. He's got to prove it. Appreciate the tight end take Waller value over Kittle ADP then. Yeah, Kittle's used as a blocker too much, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't I don't trust Kittle in the top three or four. I'd rather have Dalton Schultz later. It's not that I draft Dalton Schultz over Kittle. I just let somebody else gra- draft Kittle. I'll take Knox or Dalton or Waller below Kittle because Kittle's going like in round four, roughly. Uh, no thanks. Hit the like button on your way in the door. Pulverize the like button. Smash it. You're live on. You're live on the fantasy football show. What can I? What can I do for you? Who am I talking to? Hey, you're talking to the Bruce. The Bruce. Hold on, the Bruce. Hold on. Hold on. The Bruce is loose what's up buddy boy i have a question how many people on one team should you be able to draft like could i draft knox Diggs, and josh allen or is that like one too many players seven (laughs) it's the seven's the secret magic number you want to own seven guys from one team always all right yeah, I I'm just kidding, like, bro. I didn't know. It, it's all it's all dependent, it's situation dependent, bro. It it totally matters what's what you know what's going on. What team is it? Is it the Bills? You can own Dawson Knox, uh, Josh Allen, and Diggs all on one fantasy football roster. Because think about it this way, the Bruce. When you're talking about owning a majority of a team, it doesn't really matter how many players you own from that one team. 
What matters is what the draft capital looks like for the cost of investment, the entry point. So, like, if you talk about owning uh, Ty- Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Mahomes, those are your first three overall picks. So, if the right. Chiefs do bad, your whole team's going to suck because your supporting cast with those guys are fourth, fifth, sixth round picks. If you're talking about Josh Allen in round three, Diggs in round two, Knox in round seven or eight, you still got a first rounder to help complement that group. And so therefore, if the if, if the Bills do bad, you still got a first round player on your team. You still got other guys. So it really matters what we're talking about big picture wise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The answer is not seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know. I was like, okay, I'm probably going to, because like the Bills, you talked me into Dawson Knox, so I was like, I was already in on Diggs and Josh Allen, so I'm like, oh man, now I got to see if I could draft another another Bill. Yeah, I, I mean, how it, many players? It's great to have ownership of a high potent offense. Like the Bills are rarely going to fall flat, so you know, like the Raiders could fall flat. The Raiders could fall flat on offense more than the Bills could. So like having all Raiders offense could could probably you know burn you more times than having an all bills offense because like i said the capitals a little lower overall you got digs in like the second round you got allen in the third or fourth round you still got a first rounder on your team but if we're talking about like hill and kelsey you're probably drafting one of those guys like at 12 and the other one at 13 or something and, and then you got mahomes in round three you have nothing else if the kc chiefs fall flat uh another example would be Let's say the Green Bay Packers. You got Aaron Jones, you got Watson, and you got Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't hurt to own all three of those guys at all because they're all going to be grabbed like fourth round and beyond. So you still got your first, your second, your third. You have no implications of a bad Green Bay game. Like there's no ramifications or, or downside because you still have other talent that can carry you. Yeah. All right, the Bruce, you got anything else? No, no, I had to figure out how many people I could have because you talked me into not. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really into the Bills this year. I, it's them and the, the Niners are my Super Bowl pick. boy. I think Trey Lance is, I think Trey Lance is going to, they may have a tough schedule, but I think Trey Lance is the guy that's going to uh, take them there. Trey Lance is a baller, and he's going to make the Niners a wee bit taller. You call back if you have any more questions, the Bruce. We appreciate you. All right, thank you. The Bruce is loose. Dial in. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Getting lots of good players from good teams is always a smart formula. Again, if you are getting them in good balance as it relates to the rest of your players. Uh, Brady Evans Fournette is stack is a stack, yeah, because you're getting Brady in like what six round range, five or six seven round range. You're getting Fournette in like now that Rashad White's going to be threatening his job, Fournette should fall really far. Um, and I don't even like. I mean, get Rashad White and Fournette together. That'd be a good cuff. And then Evans will go like in round three or four. So like you you still got first and second rounder. So that stack is fine too. I like Schultz is top five. Absolutely. Schultz is one of my favorite tight ends to grab. In fact, I'm probably going to own Dalton Schultz pretty much in like 
40% of my leagues. I think he's going to consume a lot of that target share left by both uh, both Sed Wilson and Amari Cooper. So, and, and you know, Zeke Elliott's going to catch less balls. It's going to be it's going to be receipt season when it comes to the Dalton Schultz haters out there. Rob with a question. Yo, Smitty, I like Nick Chubb this year because you can get Hunt at a good price as a cuff. I agree. I think Hunt has fallen out of that running back two value. And honestly, people will probably be scared to put him in their flex. So now is the time. Now is the time to go all in on the Chubb Cream Hunt cuff. It's a very, very good point. Um, I mentioned it before. I'm glad you brought it back to my attention because that's something that needs to be emphasized, bro. We need to emphasize that more. That cuff is underrated. That cuff is one of the best cuffs in fantasy football. And on that note, Kareem Hunt might have re-entered the super handcuff territory. He had exited super handcuff territory last year because you couldn't get him as a cuff. You had to draft him as a standalone player. Kareem Hunt's now a super handcuff again. He's a super handcuff. You can get him late. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis was unstoppable down the stretch for the Bills. That's right. I think he's a good... A good value this year. What about Ford through getting getting crowded? What are you talking about, Kenny? Spell it out. Thoughts on Brisbane. Brisbane. Have Herbert trade Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson? I mean, yeah, Ricky, depends on what you can get, though, bro. I don't know if you asked another question up above. Andrew says, I have Kelsey, Muth, and Schultz. You could definitely trade one of those guys. Um, I love those. I love those guys, bro. That's, that's an insane what, what, uh, tight end room you got there. Pollard season is coming. It's not next year, Terry. It is this year. So get ready. Terry, get ready. The ultimate cuff. Yes, he is. Cleveland got Ford, the running back. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, bro. You're talking about third or fourth on the depth chart. Not, not worried about it. Thoughts on Cordero Patterson Not Mike. Da- now that Mike Davis is gone? Yeah, I mean, you got to be excited, but they have said that they want to run him more as a wide receiver. So you know what that tells me, Omar? It's Tyler Algier that you want to own. I would definitely grab Cordero Patterson and cuff him to Tyler Algier. And a lot of people won't even know who Tyler Algier is. I would say most people that draw and think like this, they don't know who Tyler Algier is. So you can steal Tyler Algier away, who might end up being a guy that starts games and impresses in in Atlanta. So Cordell Patterson, I grab him, I cuff him to Tyler Algier. Might be a really sneaky running back too, especially if Patterson is successful playing more wide receiver. I think he definitely is somebody they turn to at the goal line. Um, touchdowns could be there again for, for CPAT, but I think Tyler Algier is the guy you want to hopefully um, be using at the end of the year because he's a monster. I really hope he gets a hold of that starting job in Atlanta. I love Tyler Algier. I love Tyler Algier. You know what that make, You know what Tyler Algier makes me uh, makes me think? <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's how I feel about Tyler Algier. Okay. Phone lines are going off. Appreciate everybody that dialed in. Close this bad boy out unless somebody sneaks in. And they don't. 
phone lines are closed. Appreciate everybody here. Smitty, Smitty, you're not hearing me. I don't know a lot about fantasy football. I know everything about fantasy football. Woo! <laughs> you know? Smitty, Smitty, you're not hearing me. I don't know a lot about fantasy football. I know everything about fantasy football. Woo! <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm out of here. That is the show for today. Where's that? Hold on. I need to do something real quick to that. Smitty, Smitty, you're not hearing me. I don't know a lot about fantasy football. I know everything about fantasy football. Woo! You know you know there I had to put that on there I want to keep that Tom Cruise here's that Tom Cruise question on there so I had to play it over and over all right uh appreciate everybody that's here get burrowed people are getting burrowed left and right and people are gonna remember it get burrowed we are back Monday 7 p.m eastern join me Get ready for Monday's show, but also know that this man, Smitty. Hey, Smitty, when do you go live again, Smitty? Number one, I go live a lot at night to mock drafts, so make sure you have notifications turned on. Make sure you're subbed up, and make sure you you Jerry Judy that like button right now. Smitty, what other times do you go live? I go live anytime there's breaking news. Hey, Smitty, does that mean that if, if let's say, somebody signs a big contract like Cooper Cup or DK Metcalf, you'll be live? That's right, Bob. I'll be live in that case. What if somebody big gets traded? What do you think, Bob? I'll be live. What about if Jarvis Landry signs with the Saints? I won't be live. As you noticed, I didn't go live when Jarvis Landry signed. But any other breaking news, think of me. I will be live. Leave a comment. I answer every comment. 